excuse me, uh, working three or four devices. So we thank God again for coming to us again this morning. We're going to come to you again out of the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verses 20 through 27. Uh, we started this series post or pre, pre-pandemic, uh, uh, and we started to study about the matters of the heart. We did part one and part two, and Lord spoke to my spirit, and we need to go back and finish part three of that fourth chapter. We started in verse one and uh, got all the way down to verse 19 in parts one and two. So here we're going to get down to verses 20 through 27. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verses 20 through 27. Proverbs 4th chapter, verses 20 through 27. Our scripture reads, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto them that find them, and health, all, health to all flesh. Keep thine heart with all diligence, and out of them are the issues of life. Put away from thee that forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all of the ways be established. Turn not to the right nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. You know, these past few Sundays in the month of June, we studied uh, the wisdom books and we studied about the great wisdom story and how we should have understanding the importance of uh, how to apply these in our lives and how our lives are shaped by the understanding of the words of God. The, these teachings of our ancestors, or they, 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 they call them common sense type uh, understanding of things. And, 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 and our ancestors, uh, uh, they, they didn't have much education, they didn't have much uh, schooling, but they did have great uh, common sense. And I was in the Bahamas and one of the uh, night watchmen, he, uh, he, he said, mother's wit, mother's wit, that common sense appeal that we had, they were uneducated, they didn't have much uh, uh, money to, to, to support them, but they, they were underprivileged. But somehow th this common sense, this 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 uh, wisdom, mother's wit, kept them family together and kept them uh, to be able to survive through hardships and doing everything uh, that was trying to hold us down. But somehow they were able to build us up. It wasn't book sense. We survived through generations of, uh, with no education and no knowledge. And it wasn't a head knowledge. It wasn't a book sense. But it, it was coming straight out of the heart. And, and But what my mother and my father uh, had education couldn't teach that and, and they had a wisdom that the Bible says it surpasses all understanding uh, what, what, uh, what they had goes beyond human reasoning and, 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 and they understood how the principles of seed time and harvest would work in the fields and, and how it worked in their lives and uh, many of our ancestors they were fathers and they, they sowed in faith and they believed that God will give them an increase and, and they taught life lessons in that same manner if you would be able to sow the wisdom of God into your life, you'll have the benefits of, of a harvest in your life. They understood that life was all about sowing and reaping. And, and my mother taught me about being good to others. And, and, and daddy 
Spirit taught me about uh, walking circumspectly in the world and, 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 and they knew that life was accumulation of experiences that, that uh, I, I had had uh, uh, prostate cancer and, and my doctor Lynn always every time I go in he was one of those, one of these uh, uh, oriental doctors that, that, that taught about uh, Zen and, and he was telling me that every time I came in he said life is an, an accumulation of experiences and, 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 and but the thing is you have to sow good seed uh, and, and mother told me it, 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 a hard head will make a, a soft behind and, and, and then they told us that, uh, that if you make a bed you got to sleep in that bed and these life lessons would give us the wisdom to be able to make wise choices in life and they they understood the consequences of bad choices and that and they had to learn that through their farming experiences and you know they if they missed planting time they, they would miss the harvest time to be able to harvest what they the, the, the greatest yield out of the crop and they they taught us and they tried uh, to get us to make uh, the best decisions by listening to them so that we can learn how to make those same the uh, decisions relative to farming in our own personal lives they taught us and they tried their best to get us to listen because they knew that uh, that, that our choices would be a reflection on what uh, uh, would, would be in our hearts and, and, and we had to face the consequences if we did not listen to them we had to deal with mom and daddy, Percy Gibbard and Rebecca Gibbard. I hate to tell you, you don't want to mess with them because they will be able to come at you in a way that, that, that after the first time, you wouldn't have no problem the next time. They will give you a lesson of life and they will show you that that was the consequences of your decisions. You had to deal with them or you would have to learn from it and not have to face that situation. Situation again. So today I'm going to talk to you on again from that third series, The Matters of the Heart, Part 3. Let us bow. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And as we come, we ask that you would just lower your dear servant in the deep well of that salvation. Touch my lips, O oh Lord, that I might boldly say those things you have laid upon my heart. Lord, we thank you right now. We pray, Lord, for the sick, the suffering, the bereaved. We pray for all those that do not know you and the partner of their sin. Touch their hearts that they might turn to you, O Heavenly Father, that you might show them that there is life and victory and eternity if we would only accept Jesus to Christ. We thank you and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You know, as we come in the last of this series about the matters of the heart, we've tried to be able to teach you about making important choices in your life or you would have to face the, the, those consequences of those decisions, especially uh, as a Christian. And those choices will uh, be able to um, show us what lies deeply in our hearts. And, and, and uh, we went to revival. We had revival at uh, Monobi when I was pastoring there back in 2013. And that whole week. Uh, it, 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 I, I go back to that now, even uh, that's uh, uh, seven, eight years ago. I go back to that revival and it, uh, it, it, he talked about challenging us about uh, the, dealing with the issues of, of, of our decisions. And, and, and during that week, uh, Pastor uh, Trent, uh, uh, Stephen Trent, he, he talked about change your mind and uh, and then on Tuesday he talked about uh, 
doing right in spite of being done wrong. And uh, on the second part of that week, we had Pastor Warren Anderson, and he came in and uh, he talked to us about uh, from mud to a miracle, about sometimes people throw mud in your face, but somehow you got to learn how to turn that 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 uh, mud into a miracle. And and then on Thursday night, he said, uh, between your mind and your mouth, you got to have some accountability. I don't care what come in your head. You got to be responsible for coming off your lips, and and he talked about using wisdom on that Friday night. Uh, he he talked about show me how how to do it, and, uh, and every message directed us the accountability of how we uh, have to be understand that that the life issues will come because if we're not listening to wisdom and, and we will have to deal with those consequences one day or another. So we, we it's about how we respond to things when life come at us. When when we respond to life issues, we gotta learn that that we're accountable with how we respond and and if we respond negatively or positively, it will give us a harvest and we have to be able to deal with the consequences of whatever we are reaping. It's about how we respond throughout these series of, on matters of, of the heart. And, uh, we, we talked about money matters, personal matters, we, family matters, church matters, and worldly matters, and all of these matters are really matters of the heart. We, we according to a political thing now, we're talking about black lives matter, white lives matter, all lives matter, blue lives matter, but the thing about it is that none of that means anything if you don't have an understanding of the matters of the heart. All of that stuff comes out of the heart and, and we got to be able to understand that in order for to live in this world that we're in. We think all things that uh, our decisions are uh, somehow unconditional but every decision that we make somehow we've had an opportunity to be able to ponder that thing in our heart. And, and, and we and most of the time when we do things we know we, we know when we are not uh, living according to the word of God. We know when we are not operating within the will of God. See most every decision that I've made, I've had time to invest in it, think about it for a while, and, and then I, I, I thought about how I would respond. In my mind, I'd rehearse the scene over and over again, and I, if they said to me, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind, you, you've said that. I know many of us have said that. It wasn't unconscious. I thought about that. I had been planning how I was going to respond. If not on paper, I had written it down on the tablets of my heart. Uh, Pastor Anderson says, somehow, between my mind and my mouth, I got things all confused. And, it, and, and, and I, I didn't respond the way I should have responded because I listened to some voice rather than listening to the voice of God. You know, many times we things just don't happen in our life unconsciously or by happenstance. We invest time and effort on how we will respond so that we have to assume some accountability for our actions. And I told you in, in part two of our series that we teach our kids much about sin, but the problem is we don't tell them about the consequences of sin. You know, don't tell them the why not, what to do and why not to do, you know, without uh, explaining it to them, sitting down with them and understanding. Don't do this, why not to do this? Don't do that, why not to do that? And then explain to them the consequences of those things if they do those things. That will be able to get them an understanding of why you're giving them some instruction. The harvest of our sin uh, is, is the consequences that go along with the time or somewhere in our lifetime. If it don't happen today, you're going to have to deal with those things somehow 
confess our sin, he is faithful to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. But what about the consequences? See, see somehow we think God going to take away the consequences. No, he will forgive you of your sin, but those consequences you got to deal with. Uh, you go outside of your marriage and, and have adultery and get a young lady pregnant. Well, then I tell you one thing. If you go to God and ask God to forgive you of your sin, God going to forgive you of sin. But the thing about it is that child, that baby, somehow you still got to be the daddy and father of that baby. That baby is not going away. Uh, young people, if you have promiscuous sex, you go out there and, and get get one of those uh, uh, STDs and, 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 and you got to understand that uh, uh, sexually transmitted diseases, if y'all don't know what STD is, if you go out there and have fornication and promiscuous sex and you wondering all of a sudden, Lord, please forgive me, I messed up. Oh yeah, you messed up. But the thing of problem is, if, if that STD is right there and you got to deal with it sometime, HIV is something that might take you from uh, to the grave. You got to deal with the consequences of it. God will take away the penalty of the sin and the death of that your soul because of the sin, but the consequences many times you're going to have to deal with. Wisdom taught us in our last series uh, that avoid it, pass by it, avoid it, get away from it. You need to be able to stay away from sin in order for not to have to deal with the consequences of sin. You know, if you want to avoid the consequences of sin, the only way is avoid the sin. Get the right spirit in your heart and allow it to drive every decision and make some great choices that will be able to give you a, a long, healthy life. The only way that you can have those things happening in your life to be able to give you uh, the, 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 the right uh, life after you, you, you've grown to the fullness of God in your life is make some good decisions up front. Don't, 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 secondary decisions will always have to, you have to deal with the consequences because you learn later, but you didn't learn the first time. See, all of that has to be built up in you to be able to grow closer to God. So, as we look at our text this morning, there's, there's a thing called rational thinking, rationality, and it's a quality of state of being agreeable to a certain, to a reason, and, and an action of belief, and the desire is rational if we ought to choose it. And a rational decision is one that's not reason, but is optimal for achieving a goal or solving a problem. So, determine what is optimal uh, for our rational behavior requires some, some thought, and you got to understand uh, some wisdom in there in order for to have uh, the right things happening in your life and you know the, the, when, the, when the goal or problem is making a decision rationally factors in how we will formulate the answers that we have so collectively we got to think rationally but sometimes rational thinking don't always lead to, to, to the, the right uh, the behavior that we should be uh, living in you know sometimes it leads to irrational things happening in our life. See, what, what rational to us must be different than what's rational to the world. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Everything ain't rational to everybody. 
what's rational to a Christian is not rational to the world. The problem is rational thinking it pertains to, to, to your faith walk. It pertains to your surroundings. It, it, it pertains to, to, to the way uh, the people that you're around because everybody don't have the same uh, spiritual life and, and spiritual understanding that you have. You know, when it involves the word of God, many times there's no room for uh, rational thinking it, because when it comes to the flesh, everything seems what, rational, doesn't it? You know, I was thinking about a, a church lady that said that she needed a, a, to pay her light bill and, and, and then while she was going on the way home from church and then all of a sudden she looked down on the sidewalk and it was a bag of money. And rational thinking said that, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, I, I got the money to pay my bills, and I, and I just found that money, it was just laying down on the ground, and I could pay my bills, and the money was there laying in the ditch in the bag, and, 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 and suppose it was somebody else's money. Uh, or see, rational thinking that said that it was a blessing for God to, to pay that light bill, but suppose that was somebody else's money for to pay that light bill. See, rational thinking should be being taken out of focus sometime if we we always thinking that it's supposed to be uh, going toward us and rather than going towards somebody else. The rationality should have had you to ask the question, whose money is it? See, only thing rational thinking told you to do is, I, I'm going to pay my light bill, but it may be somebody else's money. So don't rational thinking cause you to forget about the Word of God. The Word of God told you that it ain't yours and what it ain't, it, hey, it, it may be somebody else's ain't it see don't let rational thinking cause you to forget the word of God don't let rational thinking cause you to forget what you've been taught don't let rational thinking rule uh, your heart because what's rational to somebody or to you which is in Christ is not rational to the world Solomon you understand the power of rational thinking he warns his children not to follow rational thinking but follow wisdom rational thinking have never kept us from doing evil uh, do I need to say that again rational thinking has never called, hindered us from doing evil it's matters of the heart it's, it's what the wisdom of our heart it keeps you from doing evil but rational thinking will cause you to do something that, 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 that you know is not right but you listen to wisdom, and wisdom will be able to lead you in the right direction. So in our text, Solomon has identified uh, the problem, he identified the cause and the effect. Now he's looking at our text this morning, what corrective actions do you make in your life once you understand who you are? See, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning, that you, you should listen to people. But every now and then you should listen to yourself. If you really want to know who you are, listen to yourself every now and then. Once you begin listening to yourself, you'll be able to identify the errors in your life that you really need help in. You know, be quiet and start listening to yourself every now and then. And then you're wondering, where did I get off at? I, I don't know about you, maybe I'm just talking about Major. Major has done some things and, you're, and I listened to myself until I wondered, how did I get off? But you need to listen to yourself. Once you listen to yourself, you'll be able to identify the cause and the effect of the problems of the decisions that you're making in your life. Once you start listening to yourself, you'll be able to identify what the real problem is. And then you'll be able to what? Look at things from a different perspective. You'll be able to look at things to be able to correct those uh, areas that, that you have made in your life. Our text says, my son, attend unto my words, incline thine ear 
uh, Dr. Thurman Evans is a medical doctor that teaches at, uh, I think, uh, a college there in D.C. Uh, and, and he... He also pastors a church, and he says, you can't do better unless you know better, but know, knowing better don't mean that you're going to do better. See, it's good to get a good instruction, but instruction will never do you any good until you decide in your heart to do better. You can know better, but still not do better. But the thing is, you cannot do better unless you know better. So it's, it's one of those things that you have to understand. In our previous lesson, he warned us not to do evil. Here he teaches us how to do good. See, it's not enough for to shun uh, those occasions of sin in your life, but you must study the methods of our duty in order for to do good. You know, the Bible says that in the flesh there is no good thing and nothing good come out of the flesh. Paul said that I find a law that when I would do good, evil is ever present. You know, it's something about our human nature that wars against doing good. Paul calls it a law. There is something that is down inside of us that is forcing us to do evil. And in Newton's law of gravity, it said that what goes up must come down. And there are natural laws, and but there is also spiritual laws. And these laws that Paul is telling about us, that law is in operation on the inside of us each and every day. And when we try to do good, that law of evil that is inside of us is beckoning us each and every day to be able to go against the will of God and I'll, they call it human flesh the human flesh is operating all the time against the will of God. It demands constant attention for us to ward off uh, the inclinations that it causes us to think and to want to do evil in our life and how do we combat what is natural to us to think evil how do we get our minds right so that we can start doing what is right in our lives how do we combat that natural cause that's inside of us that law that is inside of us that is always wanting us to do evil Solomon encourages us to pay close attention to the words of instruction that being given us mom and dad told us what to do he warned us about those things in life we need to be aware of those things listen and follow the instruction is the only way to fix that thing remember them he said write them down lay lay them down and ponder them meditate on them and don't forget them show the most affection for the things that God will have us to do in our life and those most invaluable treasures that God wants us to have is to place those things in our heart so that we can be able to stand against the wiles of the devil our only hope of doing good is to have wisdom somehow stored up down in our heart a hot doctor may not work on your heart to fix your problem you might have a problem before it even get to your heart if your blood vessels are all clogged up it's causing your heart problem you can't fix the heart when the blood vessels are all clogged up we need to fix the problem in order to fix your heart you gotta have take care of all the other stuff that's coming into your life out of the heart is coming all of these issues of life and this evil take care of some things in your life before you get heart disease I'm talking about spiritual heart disease before you get some spiritual heart disease that's going to destroy your whole life take care of those other matters so that you can be able to get your life back together again see these are matters of the heart and the heart is the only place that stores this valuable advice 
to those things. Lean to them. Draw nigh to them and then attend your ear to them. Listen to them. And they will be able to give you something to be able to help you out of your situation that you're in and to keep you out of a whole lot of trouble. If you be able to listen to the word of wisdom so they can keep you from all of those paths that lead to destruction in your life. The next Solomon teaches us that good instruction is a mean to eternal life. Our text says, For they are life unto them that find it, and health to all their flesh. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. See, Solomon is telling us that if we would retain these words in our heart, that they would be a source of life for us. They'll bring health to our bodies and our minds and our souls. See, physical diseases, spiritual diseases, mental diseases, they will be non-existent if we can learn to operate according to these spiritual laws. They preserve the body, they temper our spirit, they'll comfort our soul, they'll direct us in the source of eternal life, which is the blood of Jesus, the balm of Gilead for the healing of the world. These words of Solomon are like the doctrines of the gospel, the wholesome words of Jesus. They sound, they're, they're helpful, and they serve to keep our, our, our hearts right and, and our body too. And if you are good, healthy life, try Jesus. If you want to get your mind together, try Jesus. If you want to get your life back together again, try Jesus. See, a healthy, physical, and spiritual heart is a source of long life. So Solomon is telling us to guard your heart, meaning to guard your mind from vanity, understanding from error, will from perverseness, conscious clear of guilt, affections from being set on evil, thoughts from being employed by bad subjects, and your whole body and mind, body, and soul from falling into the hands of the evil one. One writer said that a strict eye is to keep upon it. All avenues need to be watched. Nothing hurtful enters in, and nothing evil coming out. It should be kept with all manner and means that, that the thought and by prayer and hearing and reading and medication and above all, applying Christ for his grace is sufficient. Apply God in your life. He'll fix it. Everything ain't going to be all right. All of us ain't what we ought to be and all of the things that we should be. But if you allow the word of God, the wisdom of God to come into your life, I believe everything will be all right. We must keep our eyes and our but above all, keep our hearts right. Why was Solomon so concerned about our heart? His conclusion was that out of it comes all of the issues of life. Huh? It's the seed of where all of the actions are derived. And, and it's philosophers say that it's the first that lives and the last that dies. And it's the seed of all spiritual life. It's the heart. The heart is the first thing that lives. But it's the last thing to die. Uh, the principles of life were formed in the heart. Where all spiritual and our vital signs flow. And when it leads, it ushers in into eternal life. Solomon said that for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The heart man takes our character, our makeup, the definition of who we are. God is not coming back looking to judge a man's looks or his stature or his mental attitude. He's coming back trying to find out what your heart is, what your heart is all about. And he's looking for a man with a clean heart. Uh, David said, creating a clean heart and renew the right spirit that is in 
all about. His focus is on the matters of the heart that will be able to judge mankind. It will determine where you will spend eternity. If your heart ain't right, you ain't going to be where you're supposed to be. We ain't going to be where you think you are. Because if your heart ain't right, God has nothing to do with you in eternity. But if your heart's right, you'll spend eternity with him. So your heart has all to do with where you'll spend eternity. Then finally, we must learn to defeat the enemy called self or the flesh or human nature or whatever you want to call it that is overtaking and putting that burden on our heart. Our text says that put away from thine a forward mouth and perverse lips put afar from thee. Let thine eyes look right and on and, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and, and, and let all of thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. See, it's critical as a Christian for us to maintain a clean heart. And, and the question is, how do we maintain a clean heart? And Jesus said, this kind come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. But this does not discount some responsibility, accountability. The question, the answer is that in order for the do distant, we got to be able to learn how to maintain the gateways of our souls and our, our senses, uh, our psychological uh, capacities or organisms that provide uh, data uh, to our body, our perception, human senses, sight, taste, hearing, smell, touch. And all of these are gateways to our soul. All of our s senses are those gateways to which our body, mind, and soul perceive certain stimuli in which something external influences us internally. And those senses that carry out these tasks, our eyes, ears, mouth, nose, and our skin, and our hands are, are, are our lesson today. See, things are allowed to enter the gateway that eventually find their way into our heart. Uh, Solomon is reminding us to God those gateways to prevent certain stimuli from entering into us. See, speech is not a sense, but it comes down to one of those gateways of our body. So Solomon has said, put away what? that forward mouth and perverse lip. If any one organ can ruin the peace of your soul, it's got to be this thing right here. It's your mouth and it's about these lips. You know, I said last week, loose lips will sink ships. Loose lips will be able to tear down everything that you've built up in your life. See, one way to guard your heart is to guard your lips. Huh? Watch what you said. Huh? Few fools will ever be found out if they would just learn to keep their mouth shut. Huh? I got another sermon on that, but I'm going to have to, I, I, I tried to preach that at Piney Hill, but, but I ain't been able to get it yet. You know, hey, Mind your own business, huh? Mind your own business. Shut your lips up and mind your own business. Keep your mouth to yourself. Isn't that what our folks tell us? Keep your mouth to yourself. If you want to guard your heart, watch your mouth. Shut that gateway to prevent from spilling out some perverse talk that damages others, but it also damages yourself. The more you talk, the more your heart becomes tarnished. Fix your mouth and fix your lips. It'll take a lot of stress off your heart if you get that right. Secondly, he tells us to let thine eyes look straight on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Solomon advises us to guard your eyes. Don't let your eyes see everything.
glance. See, and then, then we get caught up in the, having our eyes in the wrong place. You know, our wandering glance will set our heart up for failure. Keep your eyes looking straight, right on, and your heart will not lose those. You'll lose them with 10 pounds if you're be able to get your eyes right. Then Solomon tells us, watch your step. Huh? Peter said, ponder that foot. I mean, our text said, ponder that path of the foot and let all of the ways be established. Turn not to the right nor to the left and remove that foot from evil. Can you imagine how much trouble that our feet have gotten us in? Oh, I must be talking to somebody else. I'm talking about major right now. Just think about what you're saying and what you're looking at and especially where you're going. The wrong path can lead to harm and danger in your life. The wrong path can put you in some strange and dangerous places. All Solomon wants us to focus in corrective action of our heart problem is we get these three things straight. We'll be halfway down the road to recover and victory if we just learn how to talk right, how to walk right, and have to get our eyes in the right place. Everything will be all right. Our heart is a tender, vulnerable, and we need to guard all we have so that we won't get caught up in the wrong thing. And know that do 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 what Jesus said. Pray fast and never let the word of God from you. And Bruce Parnham goes on in the song, Lord, hide me in thy glory in the secret of thy holiness and grace. That while I worship in thy presence, I bless your name and give you reverence. Hide me where the hands of mercy he covers me eternally. When I worship, Lord, hide me. When I bless your name, Lord, hide me. In the tabernacle that thus you'll be able to hide me. Under the shadow of the Almighty, Lord, you hide me. When you learn to listen to the word of wisdom of God and live our lives accordingly, God will hide us from the cares of this world. He'll hide those things from our heart. He'll transform our heart into a heart like Jesus. Our, he will translate uh, with us with a new walk and he'll give us a new talk. Paul said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Then he tells us again, he said, be not what? Conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind that you may be proved that is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. See, get your head straight if you want everything else straight. Get your eyes straight if you want to get everything else straight. Get your foot straight if you want to get everything else straight. See, heart transformation brings some newness of the whole mind, body, and soul. In Christ we're renewed, ready to become the new creation, birthing those new things that God has for us in our life. That old man has been put to death and the new man will focus on what matters of the heart. That will be draw us closer to being like God. If you want to get those matters of the heart right, then black lives matter, white lives matter, blue lives matter, all lives matter. Race won't matter. Nothing will matter to us more than if we just get that heart. Get the heart right. When you get the heart right, all things will matter. When you get the heart right, we don't we don't have to have our mind set on which one is right and which one matters, which one don't matter. All things will matter. Huh? All of this mess will matter if our heart will be like Jesus. Uh, he's the only way they'll fix it. 
You need a Jesus fix in order to get your heart right. All this other stuff will pull you away from having a heart like Christ. But if you get a heart like Christ, all things will begin to matter in your heart. And when you get your heart right, all other things will begin to matter to you. You won't be able to hurt nobody. You won't be able to say nothing about nobody. You won't be able to be in the wrong place. You won't be able to talk about nobody. You won't be able to look at nothing when you ain't supposed to be looking at it when you get your heart right. Get your heart right. What matters mostly is Jesus. Jesus matters. If you understand everything, Jesus will be the one to be able to get your heart right. You need a heart doctor. Jesus is the heart doctor that you need to be able to get your heart right. Matters of the heart. You need to get that thing fixed before it's too late. Because our text says that your heart has eternal ramifications. If you don't get your heart right, you won't spend eternity with the Lord. God got another place. That's another subject and another time. But heaven is made for those who have been given over their hearts to the Lord. Give your heart to Christ today. And if you give your heart to him, you'll find that, that your heart is the center of everything that you do in this life and the life hereafter. Take the words of wisdom from Solomon. Incline thine ear. Look not to the left or to the right. Look straight on. Um, be one to be able to accept Jesus to Christ as your Lord and Savior. Receive him today. He's the beginning of the surgical process that will be able to change your heart that your life will never be the same again. God bless you today. May heaven ever smile upon you. We open the doors of the church for those who accept Jesus Christ. If you do not know him, the only thing you need to do is to accept him. He says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord, he said thou shalt be saved. God desires none to be lost. So be in the number. Uh, will you receive him today? Receive him today. And everything is going to be all right. God bless you and may heaven have a smile upon him. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And as we come, Lord, we ask that you would just continue to build us up on every week and lean inside. Lord, just allow our heart, mind, and soul to be stayed on thee. Lord, once we keep our hearts on thee, Lord, we believe that you will be the author and finisher of our faith. Building us up, letting us know, Heavenly Father, how to live our life according to your perfect will. Lord, we thank you and praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let the household faith say amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Continue to pray. Continue to keep your eyes focused on the path that leads unto understanding and to living a life according to the will of God. Be blessed. God bless you all.